Section 26 of The Phenomenology of Mind, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by phone. The Phenomenology of Mind, Volume 1, by George Wilhelm Friedrich Hegel. Translated by James Black Bailey. Chapter 5C, Subsection C. Reason as Testing Laws. A difference within the bare and simple ethical substance is for it an accident, which, in the case of determinate commands, as we saw, appeared as contingency in the knowledge of the circumstances and contingency in action. The comparison of that simple existence with the determinateness which was inadequate to its nature took place in us, and the simple substance was then seen to be formal universality of pure consciousness, which holds itself free from and in opposition to content, and is a knowledge of that content as something that is specific and determinate. The universality in this way remains the same as what fact itself was. But in consciousness this universality is an other. It is no longer the genus, inert and void of thought, but is related to the particular and valid as its force and truth. This consciousness at first seems the same process of testing which formerly we carried on, and its action seems unable to be anything else than has already taken place. A comparison of the universal with the determinate particular which would yield as formerly their mutual incongruity but the relation of content to universal is different here since this universal has got another significance it is formal universality of which the specific content is capable for in that universality the content is considered merely in relation to itself when we were applying the test, the universal solid substance stood over against that specificity which proved to be a contingent element of the consciousness into which the substance entered. Here, one term of the comparison has vanished. The universal is no longer the existing substance with a value all its own, is no longer substantive right per se, but simple knowledge or form, which compares a content merely with itself, and looks at it to see if it is a tautology. Laws are no longer given, but examined and tested, and the laws for that consciousness which applies the test are already given. It picks up and accepts their content as simply there, without going into the consideration, as was done before, of the particularity and contingency attaching to its reality. Instead of this, it takes its stand by the command as command, and takes up an attitude towards this command just as direct and simple as the fact of its being a standard and criterion for criticizing it. For that reason, however, this process of testing does not get very far. Just because the standard is a tautology and indifferent to the content, it accepts one content just as readily as the opposite. Suppose the question is, ought it to be a law without qualification, an und für sich, that there should be property, without qualification and not because of utility for other ends? The essential ethical truth there consists just in the fact that the law should be merely a self-consistent whole sich selbst gleiche, and through being identical with itself, have its ground in its own essential nature, and not be something conditioned. Property per se does not contradict itself. It is a specifically determinate, isolated element, or merely self-consistent and self-identical, sich selbst gleich. Absence of property, absence of ownership of things, or, again, community of goods, contradicts itself just as little. That something belongs to nobody at all, or to the first best man who puts himself in possession, or again to all together, and to each according to his need or in equal portions, that is a simple characteristic, a formal thought, 
like its opposite property if no one is master of a thing and it is looked at as a necessary object for human requirement then it necessarily becomes the possession of some particular individual and the contradiction would rather lie in making a law out of the freedom of the thing by the thing being without an owner is meant however not absolute freedom from ownership but that it shall come into someone's possession according to the need of the individual and moreover not in order to be kept but directly to be used but to make provision for need in such an entirely casual haphazard manner is contradictory to the nature of the conscious being with whom alone we have here to do for such a being has to think of his need in a universal way to look at his existence in its entirety and procure himself a permanent lasting good this being so the idea that a thing is to become by chance the possession of the first self-conscious individual leben who happens to need it is inconsistent with itself in a communistic society where provision would be made in a way which is universal and permanent either each comes to have as much as he requires in which case there is a contradiction between this inequality and the essential nature of consciousness whose principle is the equality of individuals or acting on this last principle there is an equal division of goods and in this case the share each gets has no relation to his needs and yet this is solely what share that is fair share really means but if when taken in this way absence of property seems contradictory this is only because it has not been left in the form of a simple determinate characteristic the same result is found in the case of property if this is resolved into separate moments the particular thing which is my property has by being so the value of something universal established and permanent this however contradicts its nature which consists in its being used and passing away at the same time its value lies in being mine which all others acknowledge and keep themselves away from but just in my being acknowledged lies rather my equality my identity with every one the opposite of exclusion again what i possess is a thing that is an existence which is there for others in general quite universally and without any condition that it is for me alone that i possess it contradicts the general nature of its thinghood property therefore contradicts itself on all hands just as much as absence of property each has within it both these opposite and self-contradictory moments universality and particularity but each of these determinate characteristics presented simply as property or absence of property without further developing its implications is as simple in the one case as the other that is is not self-contradictory the standard of law which reason has within itself therefore fits every case in the same way and is in point of fact on standard at all it would too tutor on rather strange if tautology the principle of contradiction which is allowed to be merely a formal criterion for knowledge of theoretical truth that is something which is quite indifferent to truth and untruth alike were to be more than this for knowledge of practical truth in both the above moments of what fills up the previous emptiness of spiritual reality geistlichen wesens the attempt to establish immediate determinate characteristics within the substance of the ethical life and then to know whether these determinations are laws has cancelled itself the outcome then seems to be that neither determinate laws nor a knowledge of these can be effectively obtained but the substance in question is the consciousness of itself as absolute essentiality wesenheit a consciousness therefore which can give up neither the difference falling within that substance nor the knowledge of this difference that giving laws and testing laws have turned out futile indicates that both taken individually and in isolation are merely unstable moments of the ethical consciousness 
and the process in which they appear has the formal significance that the substance of ethical life is thereby shown to be consciousness so far as both these moments are more precise determinations of the consciousness of fact as such sache selbst they can be looked on as forms of that honesty of nature ehrlichkeit which now as was the case with his formal moments is much occupied with a content which ought to be good and right and with testing definite fixed truth of this sort and supposes itself to possess in healthy reason and intelligent insight the force and validity of ethical commands without this honesty of nature however laws do not have validity as essential realities of consciousness and the process of testing likewise does not hold good as an activity inside consciousness rather these moments when they appear directly as a reality each by itself express in the one case the illegitimate establishment and mere de facto existence of actual laws and in the other an equally illegitimate independence and detachment from them the law as determinate has an accidental content this means here that it is the law made by a particular individual conscious of an arbitrary content to legislate immediately in that way is thus tyrannical insolence and wickedness which makes caprice into a law and morality into obedience to such caprice obedience to laws which are merely laws and not at the same time commands so too the second process testing the laws so far as it is taken by itself means moving the immovable and the insolence of knowledge which treats absolute laws in a spirit of intellectual detachment and takes them for a caprice that is alien and external to it in both forms these moments are negative in relation to the substance of the moral life to the real spiritual nature in other words the substance does not find in them its reality but instead consciousness contains the substance still in the form of its own immediacy and the substance is as yet only a process of willing and knowing on the part of a given particular individual that is the ought of an unreal command and the knowledge of formal universality but since these modes were cancelled consciousness has passed back into the universal and those oppositions have vanished the spiritual reality is actual substance precisely through these modes not holding good individually but merely as cancelled and transcended and the unity where they are merely moments is the self of consciousness which is henceforth affirmed and established within the spiritual reality and makes that spirit concrete actual and self-conscious spiritual reality das geistige wesen is thus in the first place for self-consciousness in the shape of a law implicitly existing the universality present in the process of testing which was of a formal kind and not inherently existent is transcended the law is too an eternal law which does not have its ground in the will of a given individual but has a being all its own an und sich the pure and absolute will of all which takes the form of immediate existence this will is again not a command which merely ought to be it is and has validity it is the universal ego of the category ego which is immediate reality and the world is only this reality since however this existing law is absolutely valid the obedience given by self-consciousness is not service rendered to a master whose orders might be mere caprice and in which it might not recognize its own nature on the contrary the laws are thoughts of its own absolute consciousness thoughts which are its own immediate possession moreover it does not believe in them for belief while it no doubt sees the essential nature still gazes at an alien essence not its own the ethical self-consciousness is directly at one with the essential reality in virtue of the universality of its own self belief on the other hand begins with a particular consciousness 
it is a process in which this consciousness is always approaching this unity without ever being able to find itself at home with its real nature its true essence the above consciousness on the other hand has transcended itself as particular this mediating process is completed and only because of this it is immediate self-consciousness of ethical substance the distinction then of self-consciousness from the essential nature wesen is completely transparent because of this the distinctions found within that nature itself are not accidental characteristics on the contrary because of the unity of the essence with self-consciousness from which alone discordance incongruity might have come they are articulated groups massen of the unity permeated by its own life unsundered spirits transparent to each other stainless forms and shapes of heaven that preserve amidst their differences the untarnished innocence and concord of their essential nature self-consciousness again stands likewise in a simple and clear relation to those different laws they are and nothing more this is what constitutes the consciousness of its relation to them thus antigone takes them for the unwritten and unerring law of the gods not now indeed nor yesterday but for i it lives and no man knows what time it came they are when i ask for their origin and confine them to the point whence they arose that puts me beyond them for it is i who am now the universal while they are the conditioned and limited if they are to get the approval and sanction of my insight i have already shaken their immovable nature their inherent constancy and regarded them as something which is perhaps true but possibly may also be not true so far as i am concerned true ethical sentiment consists just in holding fast and unshaken by what is right and abstaining altogether from what would move or shake it or derive it suppose a deposit has been made over to me on trust it is the property of another and i recognize it because it is so and remain immovable in this relation towards it but if i keep the deposit for myself then according to the principle i use in testing laws tautology i undoubtedly do not commit a contradiction for in that case i do not regard it any longer as the property of another to keep anything which i do not look on as the property of someone else is perfectly consistent changing the point of view is not contradiction for what we have to do with is not the point of view but the object and content which is not to contradict itself just as i can as i do when i give something away in a present alter the view that something is mine into the view that it is the property of another without being thereby guilty of a contradiction so too i can proceed the other way about it is not then because i find something not contradicting itself that it is right but it is right because it is the right that something is the property of another this lies at the basis of what i do i have not to reason why nor to seek out or hit upon thoughts of all kinds connections aspects i have to think neither of giving laws nor of testing them by all such thought processes on my part i should stultify that relation since in point of fact i could if i liked make the opposite suit my indeterminate tautological knowledge just as well and make that the law but whether this or the opposite determination is the right that is settled just as it stands an und für sich i might for my own part have made the law whichever i wanted and neither of them just as well and am by my beginning to test them thereby already on an immoral track that the right is there for me just as it stands this places me within the substance of ethical reality and in this way that substance is the essence of self-consciousness but self-consciousness again is its actualization and its existence itself and its will End of section 26. Recording by phone. 
End of Phenomenology of Mind, Volume 1